as always, checking levels. Well, I mean, I consider to the people who kind of like complain about levels. I oh, that's us. Yeah. Um, I think of it as um, the ten minutes that uh, they talk about on or the 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 ten minutes of advertisements at the beginning of every like major podcast yeah like really you're only dealing with three minutes of us checking audio levels yeah so uh yeah uh did you want to do headphones to check all right testing me testing me testing me testing me i'm a little bit hot i'm a little bit hot a little hot a little bit down all right, now you. Oh, uh, me. I am Nick, and I'm talking. This is what I sound like now. I mean, it's what I've always sounded like, but testing. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you're really quiet. Well, this is farther away from the mic than I've ever been. Oh, now you're a little... Yeah, well, then move the mic closer. All right, all right, yeah, because I, I just don't know if I'm, like, too loud more often than not. All right, continue um, testing you. All right, testing. I am doing this uh, uh, one. Uh, talking, talking, talking. Um, thank you for joining us for our obligatory two to three minutes of uh, audio adjustment. Um, I mean, we could be spending our time talking about Nature Box like other podcasts, but uh, not until that That's sweet That's weird. You go up and down in volume level. Hmm. That is weird. Hmm. Let me see. Because typically I have it almost like right in front of my face, I like know. this. Um, this. Wait, my volume level went down. Right. That doesn't make sense at all. We are going to figure this out. I love how we have an actual Bodie McBoat face in the mm. chat. You know, I think I was just listening to the the echo that was going on. I was listening to the the phone through the mic. All right. I think that was on. going on. Do not disturb. All right. So ready to go? Yeah, I guess we're All ready right, to go. All um, right. Welcome to RCR Podcast number 34, Solo, A Star Wars Argument. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And uh, just for uh, this week, for now, I just kind of want to try it out that if anyone uh, asks a question on the Super Chat, I am going to screenshot it with my phone so that we can come back to that question whenever, because we do have things to talk about this week. Mm -hmm. So um, we might not be able to get to every question right away, but we do want to be on that good foot. Uh, Johnny on the spot about getting to the questions that people yeah. ask us um, because there's a tremendous amount of guilt that goes along with like if you miss a question right but uh, thank you everyone whether you're donating or not uh, we're just glad to have you here so yeah, um, totally yeah so you finally saw solo over the weekend I did and I checked my watch twice when I watched when I was watching oh, the movie. oh. all right did not need to be 155 minutes and also all right um i started to not care about most of the characters usually right. about the hour mark like uh, who's the actor who's playing alden uh, ehrenreich who alden ehrenreich i watched him smirk his way through 155 <laughs> minutes of not a han solo movie yeah. what i was expecting seeing a han solo movie i expected that dl44 heavy blaster to be going off 
porno style. <laughs> I expected the Millennium Falcon to be doing something other than getting beat up. That was okay. Yeah. Donald Glover was the saving grace of the movie, doing the best Billy D. Williams impression. Oh, man. It was on point. The entire thing. That was the highlight of my movie. He... Here was my uh, my only issue with uh, Donald Glover's Billy D is that the fact that he's doing a straight on impression draws more attention to the fact that Alden Ehrenreich isn't doing like a Harrison <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ford impression. Right, right. right. Um, he, uh, I, I saw kind of a little smartass, uh, campy Har- Han Solo not fucking shit up. I mean, that's kind of, I want to say that's kind of the point in the sense that, okay, the opening of the movie before the time skip is 15 years before A New Hope, and then the movie, like the main plot of the movie, is 10 years before A New Hope. So he's not entirely there yet, and this is the problem that everyone had when they announced this Han Solo movie, was that it was a bad idea because for him to, like, you would have to negate the arc that he goes through in New Hope because yeah. he starts off that movie as kind of like a loner jerk and you know in this movie he has kind of an arc that's somewhat similar to his A New Hope arc but the, I think like they leave it open for the possibility of like a sequel because there are some unanswered questions uh, major unanswered questions <laughs> look it's been out we're gonna talk about real stuff why is Darth Maul in this uh, yeah. at the very end I did not need to see that yeah I get it in the expanded universe he kept himself alive after being cut in half and then he had a spider body or prosthetic yeah, legs prosthetic legs it can't be a Star Wars movie if there's not a lightsaber at least once yeah like I mean we know pretty conclusively that his dick doesn't work anymore like we know that about darth maul yeah because the lower unless they're they've revolutionized prosthetics right. in the star wars universe but it's one of those things where okay there were well here's the one thing that i have to give credit to is that the original directors uh lord and miller uh they were initially fired from the movie because like they're comedy directors. They made the Lego movie. They made, um, you know, the 21 and 22 jump street movies, basically movies that shouldn't have worked, but they worked that like they made them work somehow. They made screwball comedies and they made bank. Yeah. They, They made their money back and then some. And so they hired them for this because it was kind of a bad idea for, to make a Han Solo movie. Now, the problem is is that when they turned in their initial cut, like about three quarters of the movie, the studio realized that they were basically making a a screwball farce. Like they were basically making space balls and that's not what the studio wanted. So they canned them and brought in Ron Howard to basically do the, like the, the budget inflated to a point where this movie can't make money anymore. Despite the fact that it bombed, like even if it hadn't, like this wasn't going to make money because they essentially had to film the movie twice. Mm. And what you end up with is uh so to get back to like what i'm giving credit to is the fact that i can't tell like you almost can't tell that it was a stitched together movie in a mm, way didn't know that. um that you can tell certain things from um like i think the whole l3 robot like the fembot would have played better in the lord and miller version because yeah. i feel like she was meant to be a funny character and that there was meant to be a sort of like a deadpan 
uh, relationship between uh, her and Lando. Yeah. And then, you know, you realize, like, maybe they're banging. I don't know, because uh, Lando is, like, pansexual or omnisexual or whatever it is that, you know, look, he'll bang anything. I'm okay with that. No, I'm okay with it, I'm, too. I'm fine with that. Like, if... All right, that that's that's an area of space that we haven't explored before. Is fucking hot robot love? Yep. Why not? Like, if this was a real Han Solo movie, there would be robot banging. This is the seedy underworld of. I was so torn after watching this movie. I came back here and I just watched clips from The Big Sleep because I wanted to <laughs> see what good fucking dialogue was like. Oh man, good noir. Yeah. There is nothing in the world like good noir. No. Um as a kid, I remember being like 15 or 16 and instead of paying attention in class, I would write uh noir uh movie scripts, like right. literally handwritten interior uh office <laughs> day, sunlight comes through slits in the Venetian blinds. Yes. You know, it's just it's something about just world building in a noir setting and i would love like a star wars noir i would love a star wars han solo would be an okay star look we need you to solve this yeah like we're hiring you this is a hit or we got to smuggle this stuff first of all okay he's a great smuggler he doesn't smuggle shit in this movie yeah um uh, the the, the whole escape pod on the Millennium Falcon that's not what the mandibles are for. A, yeah, uh, th that was a retcon a, that didn't really need to be... This is the part of the problem with these prequel movies is that they're answering questions no one wanted answers to. Yeah. So, yeah. The Corellian YT-1300 freighter is meant to push cargo containers. That's what that little V is on the front of the yeah. ship is for. It fits in to these cargo containers, and it freaking pushes a train. It's basically like a galactic forklift, basically, or more or less. Right. It's just... Um, no, it's... Uh, God damn it. My Star Wars! Donald Glover was amazing. The new, Whoever's playing Chewie is amazing. Yeah. Chewie did not use for once. You know, Chewie never uses his bandolier. No. It's, uh, well, it's, does he even have the bandolier in the movie? I forget He, gets, he gets an alternate bandolier that looks like it had grenade shells in it. But it's Chewie and the bandolier is like, uh, oh, from Trailer Park Boys, um, the guy who never spills his drink. Um, never watch. Uh, I know, oh, people in the chat sacrilege. are going to say... Uh, is it? Hey, Burgundy Burnout Super Smash Brothers. Smash oh, because uh, it's E3 and Nintendo is having its press conference right now, mm. so they're revealing like all the real like shit. And you know, one of the things is they announced like a new. Or, or, I think the rumor is like there's a new Star Wars game coming out. I know that like the new Julian. Battlefront game is doing a uh, 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 DLC that features like characters from solo and levels from solo and it's uh, a weird thing where you know it's self-evident about the video game yeah it's i i would like all of this more if it were uh each of these spin-off movies were kind of occupying a different genre like rogue one was kind of a heist movie but this was also kind of a heist movie too <sighs> In a vague way of like they're trying to get the coaxium. Oh, my coaxium. Oh, give it back. Oh, no, you double crossed me. No, it was I who double, double crossed, crossed you. You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got a villain who I don't care about, just Uncle Touchy Veins. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
He has a great Star Wars name, Dryden Voss. They're using all the really cool Star Wars names in these spinoffs, like Cassian Andor from uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, these cool names. But no, I lo- like for me, it was the best Star Wars movie of the 21st century because you're adding up the prequels and the sequels and what's and Rogue One. And what's left is solo and i thought it was like really close to the spirit of the original trilogy even though it had this like grungy sort of cinematography that was kind of darker more darkly lit than it probably needed to be uh and i liked alden ehrenreich just because he wasn't doing an impression but he was kind of like embodying the character during his naivete now there I, I remember when I first saw it, and I mentioned on the podcast like a week ago, and since we're now like talking like full spoilers and everything, the part that like the fanboys were going to be so mad about is how he gets his last name. Eh, it's it, yeah. I was, I was just like, I don't care. Like, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's, right. it's played for less. It's kind of like in the end of The Dark Knight Rises where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt reveals that his like middle name is Robin. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird, or, or that his actual name is Robin. It's one of those weird uh, fan service nods. Like, you don't really need that, but, um, you know, there are a bunch of little, like, tips of the uh, hat. You know, like, uh, uh, lando saying i hate you and han saying i know <laughs> you know yeah. or or the fact that like you actually get to see the kessel run and yeah. that they it actually kind of explains why he uses parsecs which is a measurement of distance rather than time because the they're not using time to get through it they're they're shortcutting distance wise yeah. something that should take it's basically the equivalent of saying like i found a way to get here in 12 miles rather than 24 there you go and so yeah and it's and it's because i use a wormhole to do it it's like but is it impressive it's well no you used the fucking wormhole but it is what it is uh yeah uh well it is what it is i mean um uh but yeah it was i enjoyed the movie i also saw oceans 8 over the weekend which i was completely expecting to kind of be a weird um oceans like 11 and everything knockoff which i mean it is that with like women, which I'm fine. Um, but Timothy Cobiella, how'd oh, I do? Yeah, uh, will Mister Regular pronounce my last name correctly? Cobiella. Cobiella. Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, I think we're good on solo. So if we wanted yeah. to start answering questions, Gabe whatnot. Thompson, thanks for five bucks, Dave. Thank you. In past podcasts, you've quoted No Country for Old Men a couple of times. Yeah, I was just curious if you guys read any. Cormac McCarthy and your opinion I haven't have you I have I've read um let's see uh No Country for Old Men The Road and Blood Meridian which is one of the toughest um like tough in a gruesome kind of way uh it's basically like this western and you know the heroes being kind of chased by this naked guy like I can't who like hugs people to death it's weird like i can't explain this book to people and uh there have been rumors for years that they were going to turn it into a movie and this book is unfilmable like i it cannot be done i don't buy for one second that it can actually be done but they made a movie out of the road that i thought was fantastic it had um vigo mortensen from lord of the rings Mm. um and uh also the uh I mean, No Country for Old Men was better. I think No Country for Old Men is one of the best, uh, like, 
as far as accuracy goes, adaptations of a book. Yeah. Because they literally just took the book. And I would be shocked if that, I mean, I think it won the Oscar for screenplay, so it had to have had a screenplay, but it wouldn't have surprised me if they just took the book and opened it up and were just like, okay, let's do this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Timothy Cobiella, thanks for another two bucks for saying, there you go, got your name right. Mm. This message is held for review. Uh, this person, uh, Wizataria, um, asked why I never talk about my personal YouTube channel. Um... I have a personal YouTube channel. Like if you type in uh, Nicholas Roman into YouTube and you'll get a photo from like seven years ago when I was like way thinner and super hot. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, no, I changed the profile picture. So it's not that anymore. It's, uh, but I put, uh, these, uh, videos of food reviews with my nephew, my 10 year old nephew, Nate. And, uh, it's literally like our show limited time Roman, um, where we review limited time only foods. And it's just a way of sort of cataloging, um, home movies in a way, uh, because he talks about like, you know, wanting to sort of, uh, be a YouTuber like me. And I'm like, no, you don't. But also it's the thing of just the videos are up there. It's kind of, you know, cool to have and have these memories because it's we've been making these videos for like two years now. And it's just having seeing the progression and see him like kind of grow in confidence because I realize being made to sort of present things will help build your sort of, you know, like you grow as a speaker, you become less. There you go, yeah. Uh, caught up in whatever your own head is and uh yeah they're just kind of like there for family i share them with family i don't uh most of them are unlisted uh and wow. um i think we have like maybe 47 subscribers but like he gets to brag to all his friends that he has like 47 subscribers on youtube mm -hmm. so it's like this cute little thing that we do and that's really all it is um but yeah uh Dieter, Dieter lasalle did i drive steph uh, Steph Schrader's Lemons car while I was in Austin. No, I didn't. It wasn't running, uh, but I did drive her Lancer, uh, which is her daily. It's a Mitsubishi Lancer GTS, and I did drive that on the track. I think that was the scariest car because it was a normal car with sticky tires on it. So I'm going to talk about that in the uh, the review, when, which is coming up uh, not next week. Uh, next week, there uh, is no official review. We're ta uh, this week is my week off from editing video. Nick is working on some stuff. Yeah. Um, the Stinger was the season finale for our post-New Zealand season. Or wait, it was it? Or are we at the mid-season finale? We're at the mid-season with that. There's like two more cars, and I'm gonna just slice into there. All right. After RCR Austin, because technically it's not summer yet. Just yeah. to, eh, it'll probably, uh, the Centurion will be the season finale. Yeah. People who are paying attention will get a hint on what, what that car is. Anyway. Um, oh, and happy uh, belated to Steph Schrader, because I, uh, Facebook tells me it was her birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Steph. So, um, yeah. Which is funny because I saw your Instagram post about like out or and then hers about her being at the DMV and I'm like, oh, yeah. what a hell of a way to spend your birthday like yeah. in line at the DMV. Uh, but uh, let's see. Adam Pierce, thanks for the five dollars, Adam. Okay, I know it's not solo, but opinion on Ocean's Eleven versus or Ocean's Eight versus Ocean's Eleven and Thirteen versus OG Ocean's Eleven. 
by the way, Ted Nugent called. He wants his shirt back. Mine? I can't imagine golf it's shirt. Mine. It's probably Unless mine. It's, uh. <laughs> well, um, oh, yeah, I'm kind of wearing a polo shirt similar to Brad yeah. Pitt yeah. at the end of Ocean's Eleven. I love Ocean's Eleven. It's a great movie to watch on airplanes. That's a nice heist movie. I love a good, yeah, that's a nice heist movie. Um, they kind of, um, and I'm going to snap the next one uh, until we're... For Randy the Fat Man. Thanks for $6, Randy. Yeah. Um, But Ocean's 8, my problem with Ocean's 8, and this is probably a minor spoiler, but realistically, um, there's never that one part in every heist movie where the job is falling apart and, like, the job is in jeopardy, where, like, something that's supposed to go right goes wrong and everything... Like, there's no tension in the movie. There's never for one second that you think they're not pulling this off. You know, but there are like, you know, little things that are different um, than the 11 movies where, um, you know, 11 movies have this real like the Ocean's 11 series has this really like testosterone energy for what. And of course, because it's, you know, 11 dudes, but Ocean's 8, it's like there's almost not an equivalent girl power energy that I, and so I kind of enjoyed that of like, they're not shoving their politics in your face Mm -hmm. of, and I mean, I guess the movie kind of suffers from like one of each where, you know, we're teaming up, we're getting an Asian woman, we're getting an Indian woman, we're getting a black woman, we're getting, you know, and that their only character traits are really their nationalities. Really? And we got a new one, we got oh, two new ones yeah. to screenshot. All right. So, um, Ardrick Jason and F U C C W I T. But, uh, all right. And, uh, just to finish up, but, but, um, I did really like eight, but, um, Ocean's 11, I still love that movie and it's still perfect. And I still don't get the, the complaint about the whole Julia Roberts, uh, thing in Ocean's 12, where they need to, like, get in to somewhere. So they use Julia Roberts' character and have her pretend to be Julia Roberts. Because yeah. <laughs> to get, I, I didn't see it. It was Ocean's like one 12. of those. It's, it's not a very good movie, but it's okay. still, it's, it is what it is. Uh, so to get to the, uh, screenshotted questions let's see uh randy the fat man asks thoughts on upgrade or won't you be my neighbor i saw both this weekend and haven't enjoyed anything that much since in a long time um i haven't seen uh upgrade um i'm anxious to see won't you be my neighbor i have a friend who i spoke to last night who actually has never like watched mr rogers before in his life or in her life Uh... and um i'm like well Fred Rogers was an amazing man and uh, he he said having not known Fred Rogers in person but I mean I can't like if I had to choose one person to represent earth yeah like the best of us yeah. like I'm just going to pick Fred Rogers yeah um this next oh whoops next one uh there isn't a single track in my state what do I do and I accidentally cut off the name but thank oh, you for no. $5 um to the- a single track like it like a racetrack in my yeah, state what can i do uh get really good at go-karts or like a track well there aren't any tracks really around here either but that doesn't mean uh you can't find autocross look up whatever auto x is uh in your community uh, in your state and usually you'll you'll find one it may be like an hour drive but autocrossing could definitely be a thing um which is something I should do, 
but I don't know. It's the whole not wanting to be an amateur that makes me not want to do autocross, but I go there, I'm going to hit every single cone, and, you know, after my bit at Harris Hill, it proves how little I know about car control, but I want to learn know more about it. Um, there used to be some up at the Frackville Mall, but the Frackville Mall is demolished now. Uh, Anon Moose, thanks for $5. Nick is going oh. to screenshot your name. Yes, I am. An E3 question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look for autocross in your area, and, you know, that'll help you uh, to try to find a race, like a racing experience yeah. for uh you and your car. Sorry, I'm Ah, blew my nose on my, on mic. What am I talking? What am I doing? What's the next question? Um, fuck with. Uh, thank you for two ninety nine. I'm not calling you. That's literally the screen name. Uh, uh, how do you fill the void after graduating college? You're gonna volunteer for stuff, and the void that I felt was, uh, and referring to undergrad. I had this moment when I graduated from undergrad and thought, oh my god, I don't know anything. Like, all I know is how to be a student. I know how to take tests. I know how to study. And I know how to write stuff down. Yep. Oh, my God, I have no practical skills. I'm no different than I am in high school. I'm no more employable than I am in high school. So I just got entry-level jobs. I'm like, crap, I went to college for this, and I'm working at a Boscov's. Oh, my gosh. What were the last four years? Now, of course, you'll look back on it, but really all I knew about writing, the real writing I got done was grad school stuff. Yep. Yeah. There you go. I learned so little in undergrad. I, I learned how to edit by goofing around with the friends. Yep. Thank you, Shadow of... Uh, Shades of Cascades. Yeah, and screenshotted. $2 and screenshotted. Thank you. The... Gosh, if I could have gone back, I would have just... Knowing what I know now, I would just audit classes. I wouldn't give a damn about that piece of paper. I'm here to learn skills. Yeah. So I would just audit nothing but writing classes. Or I'd go in as undeclared and I'd just say, look, I'm just going to take writing classes. Well, you're not going to graduate. And, you know, mom and dad would be pissed. But, like, if I had uh, – knowing that I'd have the super brain that I'd be able to do this, we'd do it, like, five years before. Yeah. Uh, uh, starting now. And, you know, I'd I be golden. I think most parents would rather have a child who has like a good job with employable skills than just to have the piece of paper. Yeah. Um, my realization was that gen eds were kind of killing my passion for everything of like oh, those sucks. gen ed requirements were like a, a, a freaking tapeworm just sucking the life out of me. Historical geology. <laughs> Anything math. Gym class. What am I doing? Taking math. What? I had to take two maths, even, uh, I had to take this online math class, which I cheated. <laughs> well, what? I'm doing it in my office. Like, I'm a graduate student having to take an undergrad math class to, to fulfill something. So, you know, and nowadays, every single web page has a free algebra completer that'll show you all the work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, th th this isn't a money one, but I wanted to answer it before. So the answer is volunteer. Yeah, volunteer. Volunteer and do stuff after after college. Just keep yourself busy somehow. A uh, new one to take a screenshot oh, of. Yeah. Deacon Rothschild. Thanks yeah, for five thanks bucks. Thanks for five bucks. But um, this one was uh, 
is a Honda Grom a good starter bike? Yes. Uh, now a Honda Grom comes in two flavors: Honda Grom and or oh Honda Grom. Yeah, yeah, Honda Grom definitely a good starter bike. I, I thought you said Ruckus. Oh, yeah. um, no, definitely Honda Grom. That thing is a top speed of maybe sixty miles an hour, depending how much you weigh. Maybe sixty-five. Some people claim seventy. They're full of it unless they're really, really tiny. Um, and laying down on the tank, a uh, Honda Grom perfectly fine. Yeah, perfectly fine starter bike. Uh, it's going to be very easy to throw around. You won't be intimidated by it. And if all you're doing is uh, city riding, couldn't think of anything better. No, wait, I could. Honda CRF230L or Suzuki, uh, what is it, DW200, which is one with really fat tires on it. Also a 200cc bike. Honda Grom, I think, is 175cc's or 150cc's. And uh, Spaken asks, can I autocross with an 88 horsepower 1993 Corolla? You can autocross with anything. <laughs> so, yes, you can autocross with that. You've got to believe. Yeah. Typically, the smaller and the lighter and the most and then the more underpowered, the better the autocross machine makes. Yeah. Of course, the best is always Miata, isn't it? But Miatas teach you everything. All right, and let me get to the screenshot. Okay, Anon Moose, $5. Thank you for $5. Thank you. Um, did you guys watch E3? Also read Homo Ludens. Did not Crazy watch Kojima E3. has an odd taste in literature. Um, I watched the... Uh, oh, new question. Um, Marcus Small. Thank the, you for five bucks, Marcus. Yeah. We'll get to yours soon. The... Um, uh, I watched the trailers after the fact because the live E3 presentations are the most cringeworthy shit on the face of the planet. Um, and... Uh, it's I, like they're the new Teen Choice Awards. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's all true. Um, oh, God, that's great. Uh, the, the, I'm going to tweet that. You should. All right. Uh, especially while, like, E3 <laughs> is trending. Um, I thought... Uh, so I watched my phone? Like, I watched the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, and I felt like I needed a cigarette after that, um, and I don't even smoke. It's just uh, an open-world game that takes place in a cyberpunk city in the year 2077, and it's just, like, it's hard to explain. Um, other things, I saw the... Uh, the Elder Scrolls Six teaser, the uh, Spider-Man PS4 uh, thing, which is basically like Spider-Man Arkham Arkham Asylum. Uh, the uh, oh god, what? The Last of Us Two trailer is a masterpiece of like in-game cinema. That is like I'm convinced that you know there this series has possibly the best or it will have the best storytelling out of everything. Um, there was a game that I can't think of, uh, Tsushima or something along those lines that it's kind of a feudal Japan. Um, it's like Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan. Uh, and then there's something else that I'm forgetting. Oh, Death Stranding, that Hideo Kojima game that makes absolutely no sense. There are, there have been three trailers now that have been in excess of like almost 10 minutes and we have no idea it's like norman reedus from the walking dead is carrying this baby that you know ugh, I, I don't know maybe someone can explain this but it makes no sense um looks cool though um but then again like i don't even know it's almost like extreme hiking in a way <laughs> of like in a in a post-apocalyptic setting uh but let's see next one um, next one, next one, uh, shades of cascades, $2. Thank what, you. what comes after wing a dinga malaise, a daisy. 
<laughs> Malay's era is still Wingadinga. Now, now this is an interesting question. Where does Wingadinga end? I think after Wingadinga is beeping booping because, <laughs> because that's the eighties. Yeah. That's that's full on eighties. However, um, Wingadinga cars. <laughs> you know that dance wasn't as safe as they said it was. <laughs> I think. Uh, I reviewed a car recently that's going to come out in a few months. Is Deacon Rothschild says answer my goddamn question? <laughs> Wait, which what, one? What one was? What one was that? Oh, I didn't see anything. Uh, one second. Okay. Let me. Uh, um, mine is a little bit behind, so uh, let's see. Is is there a Deacon Rothschild? I don't know if that was a super oh chat or that not. one. Oh, okay, yeah. Did we miss you? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, screenshotted. Uh, what was the- it was. Um, if you want to learn to. If you want to learn car control, play games like Gran Turismo Sport with a racing wheel. P.S. You're welcome for the fuel for the Falcon. Oh, thank you <laughs> so Thank much. you for four ninety nine. Yeah, it's always really good to have a wheel. Um, a wheel, and like if you really want to be baller, three monitors so you can kind of look out the side of the car. Uh, I'd like to have a simulator like that, but I don't really play video games because doing RCR is my video game. And when I think of video games, it's just more of me sitting, and I do plenty of that. Mm-hmm. So I would rather get out and just hike. It's an invitation like to hem- hemorrhoids. You don't have to screenshot. CNN, <laughs> we are the most trusted name in news. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That uh, is the best. Roy Galati, thanks for $5. He just says, Did my we... $5 is best $5. So, oh, hey. your $5 is the best $5. Yeah. Indeed it yeah. is. Thank go. you. Um, the answer, there was a question I wasn't quite answering before uh while you while you look for oh that. the wingadinga what comes after wingadinga. wingadinga oh like crossing my fingers so i remember wingadinga uh remonty remonty hakurai just throws in ten dollars with no question thank you so much thank you so much i don't know why am i screenshotting okay i'm crossing my fingers because it reminded me to talk about beeping booping um Wingadinga possibly can go all the way to the 90s. That's the thing, because General Motors, uh, whatever platform, the Regal and um, the Roadmaster lasted all the way until 1990. And that's like Chevy 350 or 307 stuff. Really old smog pump machines. So Wingadinga and Beep and Boop and Cross. Mm. Uh, because you can have cars that are like, you can have cars like the... Uh, you know, uh, the Datsun 240Z car from the 70s, and that's Wingadinga, but then it gets to like to the Datsun 280ZX, which is beeping, booping. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I think the, um, uh, sell CNN for a dollar for five dollars, uh, he says, thank you for five bucks, man, says GTFO CNN. Mm. But where will we go for trusted news? So what was up after the Wingadinga um, question? It was an advice from Marcus McFall who donated $5 to the um, advice to the college kid who wanted to know how to handle post, post-grad life. Uh, the way to not get the void is to go to school forever. Some people do that. Yep. Professional student. Yeah. Um, there was a question here that was just a regular one. It was. I don't um, think that's the best plan because you're, you're then married. You're putting all your eggs in the academia basket, which means that you then have to 
live in that world and then you get into politics of that world and you can only function within academia yeah. and not much else. And I think you lose practical skills doing that. And because living and working within academia is not a meritocracy, it's, it's by seniority. Mm -hmm. So you have to navigate those waters um, with your mouth closed. And if there's people above you who are, aren't doing their job, well, you're still beholden to them. And that works the same partly in government work as well. Uh, Jacob, oh, follows, uh, I, I can't uh, do this last name. PLN with the funky, uh, um, I don't know if it's, is that Pol Poland? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's real or you're just doing that. Would you like to do RCR versus Northwestern Poland plus East Germany Berlin stuff? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it, let me uh, oh, get yeah. that. It's got to come back. Um. Would you like to do RCR Northwestern Poland plus East German Berlin stuff? If you're inter interested, I could be your fixer. Thank you so much. We don't have a uh, a Eastern European uh, plan, but I'd like to have one. Yeah. Um, uh, that's way in the future. RCR North Carolina is not happening because we got a line on a Model 3 who's going to drive to us. So... Um, but RCR Chicago is still happening. So we've got Timothy Cobiella. I'll just start screenshotting this. Stuff yeah, I'm, I'm screenshotting all this because I had a question from earlier that. Yeah, we skipped. Uh, well, uh, no, that, was, that was just um, do you guys listen to Alan Watts? Is he truly the wise man he comes across as or is he just a severely scripted, well-written, beautiful voice? Well, we're Americans, and, and we kind of roll over for that. Thank you, Remedy Hakurai, for another $5. We'll screenshot your question and get back to you. Alan Watts, well, we're Americans, and that type of posh, educated, well-read British accent is like catnip to us. It's true. So uh, I like Alan Watts. I think he has his definite time and place. He was... Uh, Definitely advanced for the late 60s, especially when he started like in like 63 or something like that, doing doing lectures on comparative religion. Um, and it's excellent stuff to fall asleep to. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That is, there's just something about, it's like. So then. <laughs> fr yeah. Fresh creamery butter yeah. falling asleep to. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got a new screenshot here. Oh. Michael Keogh. Oh. It's a follow-up to another of uh, the monetized questions, which I'll ask now and then screenshot that okay. one before it goes away. Um, it is, uh, what is uh, Workforce 520 to, for two ninety nine? Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, modern equivalent of a Malaise-era car. Um, for some, there is none, because a Malaise-era car is a smog-choked American vehicle, possibly European, but mostly American. Um that puts that can no longer compete from a performance or handling standpoint so they focus entirely on ride quality and interior plushness so they make everything soft um riding in a malaise era car is like jumping into the ball pit of a mcdonald's play place on the first day it opens because you know there's no poop and pee in there so no there is no modern real malaise era cars if if you're talking about like a boring domestic vehicle, then you would talk about something like a Buick LeSabre or yeah, that. Um, 
maybe one of the older Malibus, uh, some of them that maybe are still running the GM 60 degree V6s, who have nothing but just offer its occupants the reassurance that they still control the world through the brute force of their own uh, voting numbers. Hmm. Uh, and next one, Timothy Cobiella. Thank you for nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. I currently you. drive a two thousand five Honda Civic with a manual transmission. Very it's good. fun to drive and gets thirty seven miles per gallon city. Why would anyone buy a Prius? Well, then how would the world know what a good person you are? Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> a Prius is about style. I mean. Why why would you drive a uh um on the other hand, why would you why would you drive a Chevy SS when a Kia Stinger is really better in almost every way, even close to performance? Well Well then you're not a true gearhead if you don't have a manual transmission and an L S motor. Mm. Same deal. Um gosh the if if I had to drive a while it would probably be the Kia Stinger, um, even though the Chevy SS gets you nods at uh, at at car meets and stuff like that. So it, it's all image. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you truly want to save the environment, you get a stick shift Honda with a D series engine. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And you're not buying a new car, so something something carbon carbon blue uh, footprint. Yeah. A Prius is performative goodness. Yeah, oh, I'm just like, good. look at me. I'm, 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 I'm doing my good. part. I'm part. It's, it's, it's a uh, Prius is the vehicular equivalent of virtue signaling. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Raymond T. Hakurai. I was asking your honest. Oh, uh, thank you for uh, $5. Yes. Thank you. Um, Honest opinion, and I know you're into Gran Turismo, but what do you think about the Forza series, especially the Horizon series? I think it's very good. I've played it a few times, but I don't have a console, so I can't really sit next to it. I think it's weird that they have the driver assist on that game mm. that will break for you. So you And when it's cranked up high, you just hit the button and then just drive around. Is that the little brother button? Uh... I think those games are so good they don't really work without a wheel. And yeah. after I got my taste of real, a real car going around a racetrack, I'd like, well, I just do this instead of the video game. If I want a racing video game, I kind of want San Francisco Rush or Cruise in the USA. Yeah, I want a I want a popcorn movie. Like if I want if I want to have fun at if I really want to have some movie fun, I'm gonna watch that new. Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson movie where it's just Die Hard again. Yeah. <laughs> Skyscraper. Oh boy. Like you, that's how you know you've made it on a name on, on name value as an actor where concepts wouldn't be green. Okay, Waffle Jeep came and went. Uh, oh, I got him. You got yeah. him. Workforce um, 520. You're going to need a screenshot him too. Yeah. But uh, when you know you've made it as an actor was when you can get concepts that wouldn't otherwise have gotten the green light greenlit solely because you're attached to it yeah like people will go see that movie because the rock is in it it's like rampage made a stupid amount of money overseas for no reason other than <laughs> like i mean it had to have been the rock and it's also a big like, american blockbuster 
Yeah. Well, they, I mean, and they're like destroying Chicago. Uh, there was for something like reason. all these, all these kind of dumpy action movies that come and go. They do so well overseas because they're easy to translate. A big monster crushing buildings is in, it speaks a universal language. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, this. Oh, that that was the one. Michael Keo, thank you for seven ninety nine. Thank you. Uh, your discussion on Malay's era makes me want one even more. I saw a peak Malay's T bird. It was amazing. Very rare in Australia. There you go. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Very uh, nice. Maybe the price maybe uh be a bit kicked up. Um. Uh, um, you're gonna have a new one to screenshot here. It's working its way up. Oh, uh, I got that one. Got yeah, that one. The. the what was I talking about? The uh, Malaysia era tea. Oh, another one popped yeah. up. In the oh, screenshot. another one popped. Here we go. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> the uh, the guy mentioned the peak Malaysia. Oh T-bird. yeah, in Australia. Yeah, that's the thing. It's gonna be a really crappy car that you're gonna pay a premium for. But if you like it, then buy it. After all, in New Zealand, uh, that guy bought that. What? f-body camaro and loved it and we all stood around and looked at it because you take a car out of its element and put it somewhere else and suddenly it's fabulous yeah like so that, if you like it go for it like that random fiero the random fiero <laughs> uh waffle jeep thank you for five dollars thank you i'm a new college student looking for a solid reliable car i drive an 08 pontiac g6 and everything but the engine and transmission is going wrong all right so so what's your budget? I, I'm I'm assuming this is going to be like a three thousand dollar car, and the answer is usually going to be a Honda or a Toyota. Hey, oh wait, duh, we made a video about this Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but I well then get an well, then get a stick shift one. You'll you that's the answer. It's a Toyota Corolla. It's a two thousand and one Toyota Corolla, all day every day. If you get dents in it, you won't care, and everything's going to work, man. You just size up the owner, and as long as the owner isn't a dirtbag, the owner is coming out and wearing a shirt. <laughs> Timothy yeah. Kobiella, I'll just answer this yeah. one. Will we ever see Matt Walsh again? Yes, we will see Matt Walsh again. He's great. Yeah. We just haven't been down to Philly, and he hasn't been up here in a while. Yeah. Um, um, what's the next one? Workforce 520 uh, for three ninety nine. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Um, have you considered the CTS all-wheel drive wagon? I have. I'm not really a... Cadillac guy it's a bit too much car for what I need certainly the engine's fine but it wouldn't make a very good film vehicle they all come with heavy window tint and I think it's from the factory and you can't take it off and because sometimes we have to fill film into the evening or on days when it's overcast we need all the light we can getting through that back glass and into the camera so no, it, it it really wouldn't work. And plus, that's a luxury wagon. It's not going to have the metal tie-down loops that I'm so horny over. Yeah, Fine vehicle, just not for us. Uh, Jacob, or Jakob, uh, Kedzierski says, What do you think of Poland slash Polish people? Cheers from Stetton Pozdrawiam. Well, the place we live in, uh, uh, the mid-state Pennsylvania, is heavily influenced by uh, Polish, especially Polish food. You go to football matches mm-hmm. around here, and you're going to find halupkis, kaluszkis, uh, bolinis. So uh, a lot of Polish and Lithuanians settled in this area of Pennsylvania. So when when people would make like Polish jokes and stuff like that, they would be like, huh? It, 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 it didn't translate because 
half of us are Polish around here. So yeah, there's nothing. It, to... it, there's it just like it, it was just like a joke that never landed. It was like oh oh okay, but it's like you're making jokes about us, even though you know I'm German and yeah. So, but it was just part of the culture. Yeah. And halushki is like an easy, easy dish to make. All you need is cabbage. I put bacon in it. Uh, uh cabbage, bacon. Um, uh, remedy hackerai. Uh, just uh, oh, oh, yeah, impression. I got it. Um, this next one, uh, Mr. J one two four two dollars. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, why haven't you reviewed an eclipse yet? We reviewed a uh, Eagle Talon that belonged to oh gosh living in dc now oh no name kind of punk rocker guy this is what happened not 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 dominic no because dominic's in chicago yeah he lives Um, in dc we went to visit him at his house on the way to the southern stab and we drove his crx si and he has Mm. street legal imports Corey dies Corey dies uh, there we go yeah and uh yeah so we reviewed an eagle talon which is a mitsubishi eclipse i mean we'll do another one for sure but yeah we kind of did a ds well it's a dsm car so we kind of did one it's yeah. like what dodge stealth or mitsubishi 3000 gt uh raymond t hakurai two dollars Aste- thank you aesthetic era car reviews well, you see, aesthetic is a modern interpretation of 1980s mall music lullabies. Oh, and in somebody and somebody sent me a list of uh, a website, which I've been revisiting and ripping the songs and slowing them down and uh, messing up the equalization. So really all you need to do is just cut the bass, cut the treble, up the mid, <laughs> and just make it all like like it's coming through a busted out mall speaker. It has no dynamic range at all. So, uh, and all the website is, is Weather Channel bumpers going back to 86. Oh, wow. Like the music that plays behind your local forecast. But it, it, in, but it includes the explanations of what you see, but they're all generic stuff. Like, these are the temperatures in your local area. And then like 15 seconds go by. And now the week ahead, and then more instrumentals. <laughs> and now, si- and now weather for cities, nation, cities in your area. This is the weather of, of of travel cities you could be visiting. So, so Jordan Gazer, thanks for two bucks. Uh, you know, some yeah, screenshot yeah, this right here about the caddies. There we go. So aesthetic era cars. I think he means like 1980s and early 90s stuff. But you would have to turn the car into uh, an aesthetic thing, which is a nostalgic view. I think what Tom Mix, who uh, I went to see uh, Solo with and also did the uh, the beer, beer podcast yeah. with, uh, he is just confused that I listened to Vaporwave unironically. <laughs> really? What's wrong with like, that? It's, it's me understanding nick's love of wrapping yourself in uh capital the capitalism of the ball but but 
I'm now fondly remembering them all as all of them go away. They will be elevated now in my mind yeah. in the way that early 90s cars were just crap in the early 2000s. And now they're fondly remembered as malls will be even even garbage ones, because now you can't have them. And it's a longing to go back to when I, I use this phrase so much, but it's so good. It's learning, yearning to go back when God was on his throne and Oof. the um you know some pe this is a Brian Shoop line but some people believe in God or Buddha or Muhammad I believe in the National Weather Service <laughs> and by slowing the songs down you're creating a un a unrealistic deep slow voice that sounds to you as an adult, what adult voices sounded like as a kid. Huh. So, before your voice broke. So, there is this deified voice of calm reason telling you about the weather, and the weather is. Mm. It's, that, it's that mythic truth, capital T. Yeah. Screenshot. Okay, what's uh, um, our next question? The next question is actually not a money one, but uh, I want to encourage people to still ask questions even if you're not donating attached to them, uh, just because, you know, if there's an interesting question, I do want to get yeah. to it. Um, Dawn of the Dead wouldn't work today because the malls are like zombies. <laughs> it's true. Ever been to the Monroeville Mall? No, but I saw it on dead malls. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Campbell Walker asks, why do you think that American manufacturers continue to champion cars covered in chrome trim even when it doesn't suit the styling of the car? Well, they're selling to what people like. Chrome's fancy. I like chrome. It's snazzy. Sometimes that's all people have. <laughs> In a... Ah, crap. What's that screwball comedy that Dr. Schwartz made us watch? Where the term No Country for uh, Oh Brother Where Art Vale comes from. Comes oh. from a screwball comedy from like the 50s. Ew. Shit. I can't think of it. Yeah. Okay, we got two screenshots oh, yeah, there to we do. Go. Uh, ooh, that. Oh, now four screenshots to do. It's... Thank you, Peter Cahill, for the 25 bucks. We'll screenshot your question as well. All right, there we go. And gotcha. Yeah. And I feel like I'm catching Pokemon right now. <laughs> um, and then the next uh, question was from Jordan Geisler. Thank you for $2. Thank you. Um, Cadillac STS-V or Lexus GS460? Lexus GS460. Yeah, because they <laughs> say the STS-V is faster, but... And dot, dot, dot. But... <sighs> But your butt's going to tell you other things. The thing about some of the GM stuff is that it doesn't age that great. And, uh, oh, another screenshot. Yeah, ooh, there we go. Workforce 520 again, thank you. Very nice. Yeah, you're going to like the Lexus. In the long run, you're going to like the Lexus. I mean, it's going to be fun to have the Cadillac, but Cadillacs have to last a long t Cadillacs have to age for decades before they become desirable again. Like we're we're only in the seventies now. We're we're that's as old as old slash new as you can go before you'd want a Cadillac from the seventies. Oh yeah, Cadillac Eldorado, nineteen seventy nine. That'd be cool. But you get like a Cadillac from the eighties and like this is crap. And then you get a Cadillac <laughs> from the nineties, like this is a North Star. This is retarded. Sorry to use the R word, but yeah. it, I was using that in terms of 
uh, ignition advance and uh, ignition advance and retard because they had to retard the engine to meet emission standards and yeah. also the the uh, the North Star engine was a step backward and from what GM was good at, which was building small blocks. Right. Um, Daka and- Jones, that's another one to screenshot. Yep, got him. Got him. Uh, let's see. Where'd it go? Um, this one is... All right, just a quick rapid fire. Uh, Mr. Regular, um, do you have a good playlist of Vaporwave? Um, if you go into, like, the liked videos for RCR, I think you have some, like, Vaporwave yes, in do. there. Yeah, so check that out. Um, also, four-cylinder uh, Ford Ranger pickup as a first car. Thoughts? It's a car, not a truck. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Ford Ranger, perfectly fine. But remember... You're driving a truck, and uh, here's another thing to screenshot. Yep. Oh, uh, um, coming quick. And a Ford Ranger has the same cargo capacity as a Ford Taurus of the same of the equivalent year. So get truck out of your mind with a Ford Ranger. You're buying a Ford Taurus that has a bed instead of back seats. And got this new one. Yeah, um, so back up. Uh, Derek Burkhout, thank you for $5. Thank you. Asks, I think you may be representing a Prius as only a superficial tree hugger vehicle. I know it gets criticism for lack of personality, but it has value. In what? Yeah, it has value in the way it's in its appearance. Look, it can't carry a lot of weight because it's got the big battery pack. It's expensive to make. Yeah, the price has gone down. And if look, if someone wants just a car to just drive, it's fine. It's a fine city vehicle. It's not an enthusiast car. And to me, a Prius is boring. And it costs more than it's than you really would want to pay for something right. like that. There, there's like a Starbucks tax that comes with it. <laughs> I, 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 it's people like it, and we have to expect. I need to accept that there are people out there that freaking love Olive Garden. So why get in their way? You know, I was at Applebee's last night. Why? Because it was next to the movie theater, and Tom and I wanted to drink. And by the way, I thought of you there. Because there was nothing on tap that was decent. The most decent thing at the freaking Applebee's by the Fairground Square Mall was... <laughs> Face. <laughs> no. <laughs> was, was Sam Adams seasonal and it tasted like yingling to me. And so... But I but I saw that there was a bottle of Glenn Levitt behind the bar and oh. said... I like Glenn Levitt on the rocks, and I enjoyed the shit out of that. It's delightful. Yes. It is the most... I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I know that scotch and whiskey purists are going to be like, oh, but you haven't had, like, Laphroaig. Like, for me, Laphroaig kind of tastes a little bit like shoe leather, mm-hmm. but it's it's like, you know... Is I, that I, that peat moss stuff? Uh don't know offhand, all right. but all I know is that it was super expensive at the whiskey bar that's, like down like a block from me oh right um that. yeah but uh anyway uh mr j one two four two dollars thank you so much thank you follow up opinions on third gen eclipses Ooh, see they don't have a whole lot of aftermarket support not in the same way that you know a honda or, or, or equivalent rsx would have um geez those dsm cars they're they're niche vehicles Aren't they? Can you get those in, in uh, convertibles? I can't remember. Uh, I think it, I think as drop tops, they're kind of neat. Yeah. But 
they do gosh they do live in the shadow of the equivalent honda si's hmm. there are mitsubishi people that will like it and if it gets your dick hard who am i to judge hmm. peter cahill 25 dollars. thank you Ooh, so thank much you so much Bala. that's probably the still one that's still whole uh, yeah. up on there thank you so much sir Hey guys, don't really have a question. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Some of the best content on YouTube by far. If you are ever on Cape Cod, I've got a few cars and bikes for you to review. Take care. Thank you for your donation and thank you for the really kind words. Thank that you, sir. means a lot. It does. Um, a question or, or comment right from the regular chat. A single malt recommendation, Oban 14. It's almost the perfect middle of the road scotch. You can usually catch it on sale for 60 bucks uh 70 60 to 70 dollars if you hunt for it well that's a, that's a break it out for special occasions yeah scotch and the thing is when i told nick when to take the glenn levitt with him because if there's alcohol in the house i will work my way through that bottle on a nightly basis until it's gone yeah and scotch is definitely a conversation drink yeah well, I mean, it's a writing drink for me. Yeah. I had I had like a, a like a finger of it the other night, yeah. and it was just kind of like not even like ice or anything. It was just sitting uh-huh, in a little yeah. glass. I was just kind of like sipping and kind of letting it suffuse through my body. It's just like very warm, and yeah. now I'm like, oh, I feel creative juices flowing, even though you know, in a Hemingway kind of way, I shouldn't really need booze to work, but it's like. It's it's not like I'm waking up with like a flask under my pillow. Like I've known right. people like that. It's Ew, just you know, sad. yeah. Um, and uh, my friend Dieter was like, if you ever need uh to know more about whiskey, hit me up. I actually uh when I went to Rochester and was hanging out with um Dieter and a couple other people, um, there's this amazing place called the Daily Refresher, and they have <laughs> the most amazing whiskey selection of like yeah almost any place that I've ever been to, and uh that's where I first like just hit with the Glenn livid. I was just like, hit me, hit me. It was just kind of, um, I don't know. I had like three, four of those in a night and it was just like, but yeah. Best vehicle to learn manual on. It's a Corvette C6 with the skip shift bypassed. By that, I mean any large displacement V8 will without a, without a short throw shifter will be an excellent vehicle on which to learn manual because you don't need a rev it and that's in trying to teach people learn drives to learn to drive stick the biggest thing they're afraid of is revving that engine up which you have to do with a four-cylinder you think small engines are the correct cars on which to learn manual but it's the opposite is true you want to detune v8 with a lot of torque because you can lug them and they're not going to stall and they rev tend to rev slower. LSs can rev honestly as fast as any double overhead cam. But um, you can take it easy, and typically they have thicker, heavier clutches. The throws will be longer and more deliberate. So, or a pickup truck, a pickup truck, even with a Toyota with a V6, it's going to be a very long throw. That'll be good. Yeah. Workforce 520. My best, oh, uh, gave five dollars. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my best friend has a modded STSV, fantastic track car for the size, but that North Star V8 is fragile as hell. Yep, but beware is. of old high miles ones, of course. So, I, yeah. I guess this is in response to the earlier question yeah. about the STSV. And then 
following it up with a uh, thank you sir dr jones five dollars uh what was your emotion when you saw you were at half a million subscribers did you get your silver play button for 100k uh it's yeah over so there on the wall. yeah 100 the 100k meant more to me than the 500,000 it was a nice number the, the first hundred is the first hundred thousand is the hardest and maybe a thousand subscribers is even harder than that do you remember what you uh, what you said uh, when you first got the play button in the mail? No, what did I say? Uh, uh, that um, like part of you just wants to like go to the shooting range or, or, or and just kind of say like, eh, see you at a million. Like, nice. <laughs> it's just that'd be cool. Uh, but other people have busted those things up, so yeah, it's been done. And people, when they come over, they see that it looks nice on the wall. It does look nice on the wall. It really does. Yeah. Um, why did I put my phone away when there were more questions? Uh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Rockin' like hell, make it sound like heaven. Nice. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Come on, everybody, let's have some fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, going up. Ooh. Any plans to review a Camaro? Mine's in your email. This is from Brent Barbie. Thank you for two dollars. Uh, well, we reviewed a Camaro with a four twenty seven in it, and we did a Firebird, which is kind of a Camaro. I'd like to get my hands on an IROC-Z. Thank you so much for emailing uh, me. You know, if, as long as it was formatted correctly, your make, model, city, state. And phone number in the body of the email. It, it, I saved it. Yeah. Uh, we, we just, I tend to gather cars like and set stuff up a few months out. And then I just, as people email me things, I'll just put them in. Hmm. Unless there's something that I really need there, I just file them. But thank you so much. So uh -huh. yeah, there will be more Camaros. And this is a non-money question. It's Mark Malinowski. Why do you think the TJ Wrangler holds its value so well, despite being basically a box on wheels with no frills other than being able to drive it to the rails or drive it to the trails? You answered your own question. Mm -hmm. It's the last of the true Jeeps. Yeah. Um, it's the smallest, but still the most advanced. No frills. The straight six engines crap, and you're better off dropping an LS in there than building up a straight six. People used to put um, Chevy, or I'm sorry, Ford 302s in there um, because they fit, and something something lined up really easy with those engines. But you can also there's kits to put LSs in them. There were the two Jeep people who uh, were on the Smoking Tire podcast who talked about that. But the TJ Wranglers are hold their values like crazy because they're tiny, they're small, with a short wheelbase, and that matters off road. The new ones are the new ones are great. They're certainly more comfortable and they're better on the road, which matters. But the TJs, they were the last of the old technology with all the amenities inside of you know a modern-ish early two thousands car. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for your question. Yes, thank you. Uh, looking for the next one because I literally... Oh, all right. Oh, this is... Nomin yeah, the, uh, something to screenshot. Yeah, yeah, I caught that one. Um, Shadow Falcon. Regarding the North Star engine, do you think that was the reason the Cadillac LMP car never did well in the Le Mans series? I don't think so. Because Justin Kramer said, you build up an L you build up a North Star engine, it makes good power, and certainly a... Uh, is that me or you? Oh, that was you. Yeah. I got... Probably dishwasher do. friendly uh if you have a race team anything can be fast and reliable with money so if the race team had the cash to keep that north star engine purring away you know it, it wouldn't be that it would probably be just funding or they never got the right driver together uh 
I love really how, think it's the car's fault. The, There's a new uh, yeah, Sam. Screech- uh, the next two question, uh, monetized questions tie into each other. Okay. Uh, favorite kind of motorsport from Remington Hakurai. Uh, thank you for $2. Favorite kind of motorsport is either going to be Supercross or uh, a MotoGP motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, to me, that's much more entertaining to watch than cars. Yeah, I don't and really care. Jack, for, Jack McCann. Yeah, caught him. I, I, I don't really care for Formula One. I don't really, as Steph Schrader and all those people love, I don't really watch motorsports. I'll watch it at the gym. Honestly, at when I'm at the gym and I got a TV in front of me, well, first of all, I go to the gym really late, so yeah. no one's really there, and I get there, and all the uh, all the TVs are turned to network news. My gym doesn't have any TVs. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I change them from network news to like sports, weather channel, the other ESPN, and the one in front of me is always FS1. Because mm. sometimes they show MMA highlights. Yeah. And that's fun to watch while I'm working out. And if not, they do like NHRA drag racing, which is the the best five seconds of entertainment. It's like, <laughs> the car goes, wow, that car really went. Let's watch another car go. Does uh, demolition derbies count as a motorsport? Uh, why not? Eh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. The... Um, and then the follow-up was, do you see Kia building sports cars in the future? From Sam Hyena, thank you for $2. Yeah, well, if they own uh, Hyundai, they will... Well, it probably would show up under the Genesis brand. So, yeah. But but the, I, will it say Kia? Maybe. Uh, it, but I think Kia will be its own thing. They'll have a... Oh, thoughts on a yep. Teal 1995 S95? I think they will, but they won't say Kia on it. All right. Uh, Jack McCann, $5. Hey, dudes, long time sub. Have to sell my Restomod 240Z soon and get something all-wheel drive. Suggestions? Preferably enthusiastic slash sporty, but not bro-y. Subaru Baja. Mm. You're going to pay a lot, <laughs> but there, but people are going to go, ooh, there's a Baja. There's one sitting at Deer Lake Auto right now. It's yellow. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, there's one for sale right up the road from me. Yep. Yeah, um. So yeah, that thing. I drove one. I liked it. I'm like, this thing could be nice and practical. I can't have it because it's not a camera car. But you know, hey, four door car with a little pickup bed on it. It used to be crap, and now they're super cool and really nerdy. Yeah, man. Find yourself a, a Uber Baja. You can even find them as turbos. Uh, it's the Costanza. Uh, thank you for two dollars. Thank you. Thoughts on a teal nineteen ninety five Mustang SN ninety five automatic V six? Well, I mean, I have the, an automatic SN ninety five V six, and so I it's been treating me like really well. I I haven't had any problems with it other than like a fan issue, and I replaced the serpentine belt um at the last inspection um there it was throwing up a code uh which was just like a misfired piston mm. and um but it's like those little things it's not the big picture problems that you would expect a mustang to have now granted a lot of it is upkeep of like i'm not driving that thing into the dirt you know um i'm coming here and mm-hmm. i'm going to shoots but um and i'm you know picking up my nephew and doing all the other stuff you're just driving your car around but like Okay, yeah, if I get, like, a nice stretch of road where, you know, 
I can kind of open her up, like, sure. And it's a nice car to have. I mean, I reviewed mine for the channel. It's mm-hmm. on there. But, um, yeah, I have no complaints, and I think it's great. I can't even imagine mine in teal. So that's kind of like an interesting thing to think about. But um, yours is a 1995, and mine is a 2004. So Jonathan Picone says, if you need spare Subaru parts, I have an 05 Forester. You can strip parts for free of charge. Well, I kind of need a uh, the vent solenoid. I mean, mine's throwing P O P O four five seven, which is an EVAP code. Mm. Doesn't matter in my county because we don't have emissions, and that's an emissions code. It just means I have to turn off my uh, check engine light like once a week with my like, scan tool. <laughs> but I'd like to have it not come back on again. What it is is there's a vacuum leak somewhere, and I'm like, uh-huh, I don't want to search for vacuum Wah. leaks. The entire b- bottom of that car is just rusted to hell. And every, every bolt underneath there, you, you hit it with the hammer, you, uh, you or you hit it with the impact gun, you soak it in PB blaster. It doesn't. It, it's, stri- it's stripping out. I mean, busting little plastic connectors trying to fix crap. Um... It'd be nice if someone. I'd, I mean, I'd I'd take like the the vent valve and maybe the PCV valve, but these are, well, the vent valve is like sixty bucks on Amazon or or, or uh, Rock Auto, and uh, but the old one's like rusted into the car. I I have to cut it to get it out. Yeah. So its yeah. little connector is like rusted and fused to plastic. So it's meh. I'm going to just keep turning that check engine light off for another year and then buy a different one. Right. Uh, I'm so tired of like the channel's successful enough. I could just buy a nice car. Yeah. And I keep buying $5,000 cars cuz I don't think I'm worth a nice car. Um I mean, the new Patreon goals get Mr. Regular an actual nice car. I could just go out and buy one, but I don't. I keep buying cuz I I think it's not fitting me if I if I have a nice daily. The Falcon's so much nicer than my Subaru. The Subaru on the outside, it's I mean I keep it clean, I wash it, I vacuum the inside, so when people get in it, it's nice. My DR650 is the newest vehicle I ever owned at two thousand at, at a 2013 vehicle, mm. and that thing's awesome. I'm gonna ride it later today. I think like if there really were like new Patreon goals, like the very first one for me would be uh, get Rogan level audio equipment <laughs> of just for podcasting. Yeah, um, I, I need I need a it's something yeah, to consider. You do yeah, or not. Um, this is a follow up from Mark Malinowski, who was had the question about the TJ Wrangler. Um, he said, "Thank you for answering. Um, if I wanted to flip my said TJ Wrangler and make money on it, since he got it for fifteen hundred from a desperate seller, whoa! Would you get a TJ Wrangler for one thousand five hundred dollars? All you got to do is post it, and you and you make like five grand. Yeah. Would it be worth the LS swap, or just pretty no. it up and make sure it runs well? Yeah, pretty it up, make sure it runs well. It's not Ooh. throwing any codes. Money, you get man. under that car, you fix stuff, you vacuum the hell out of the interior." Even if you pay like a guy a hundred dollars to do nice detail and and buff the shit out of that, just make that shit shine. <laughs> you got like a five thousand dollar car there. And you um, got it for one thousand five. Jealous of you. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, uh, this Goblin Lord O oh Lord asks personal interest level on wrenching. I so, don't understand the question. Like, do you actually like enjoy wrenching or? Yeah. Or- I like enjoy wrenching. I don't enjoy like 
being under a car is it showers rust in my eyes. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, an old rusty piece of crap. It just... It, uh, um, getting rust in your eyes is no bueno. And and really, it's like these dumb plastic parts. I like doing stuff on the Falcon because it's super simple. Like Like diagnosing annoying stuff on a car that really isn't worth your time... You know, people say, maybe this is from um, Just Rolled Into the Shop, which is a Reddit channel about, like, garage mishaps. Yeah. And uh, 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 make sure you screenshot. Yeah. And Moose. You got him. Um, and the one before. There's working on your own stuff when you want to, and then there's working on other people's cars when you don't want to. And that's was what someone on that Reddit channel said being a mechanic is. Mm. It's doing work that you don't really want to at a time when you don't really want to. Um, I went out there and I wrenched. There's nothing really to fix on the Forester aside from that annoying thing, and I just make it go away with my scan tool. Yeah. And the, fa- the Falcon's fun uh, to change things on. But again, it's just n- little niggle things. And I like the motorcycle stuff because there it's all there, there's no body work to to work around. You get to the engine from all levels, but at the moment there's no real wrenching stuff to do. And I'm not going to create problems for me to fix. That's a key thing. Does yeah. it work? Great. Don't fix it. <laughs> uh, Sir Black Pudding, dollar ninety nine. Thank you so much. Uh, thoughts on the halo protection system in F1. I think it's good that they're protecting drivers' heads from rollovers, but since I don't follow F1, I don't really care. Oh, he's limited his visibility a little bit. I, I'm, I'm sure the drivers don't care. They're happy to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Anon Moose, $2. I think it's a good thing, yes. Oh, sorry. I didn't, uh, he just tells you to get a Subaru Ascent. Yeah, I want to test drive one. I think Kenneth from uh, Steve Moore Subaru is going to lend us one uh, for a little bit. I think it's a huge car. I, gosh, I like my second-gen Foresters, man. I don't think I'd like a, a seven-seat SUV. Yeah, and does it have, like, the tie-downs? and all Either that? it does or it doesn't. Um, that'd be a... For most of the time, it's it's me hiking, hauling around dirty through hikers and then just filming stuff. Um, the far, the second-gen Forester is, like, the perfect size for me. Um, but I'll, I'll drive the Ascent. I'm eager to figure out what it is. Um um no. kozudo 98 asks did goldie ever have the gas line issues mine decided to be a dick about them what do you mean gas line hmm i don't know we'll have to wait for clarification it has, it has no fueling problems um uh some people said i think there's a plastic thing in the in the fuel uh filler tube that maybe needs to be fixed i just didn't get up under the car to look at it mm. i need to buy a floor jack that's something else i don't have uh, Subaru Forester XT swap says Walter Cook. Yeah, or I could just buy a Subaru Forester XT, <laughs> but I'd have to go to uh, SoCal to find that. Every now and again, uh, um, oh Patrick, oh no, old brain, old brain, old stain. He lives in San Diego. He's our fixer for southern california we went skiing together he held my hand when i got too high and uh 
Oh, Is, isn't that crazy? I can't remember his name. Uh, it happens. I mean, I feel so terrible. A great many things happen. Uh, there was a question that wouldn't David go Patterson. through. That's the dude in blue. Um, oh my goodness. J Cole six thirteen super chat won't send. I recently bought an O one SC Buick Regal GS with low miles already submitted in PGH as a typically modded car. Should I feel an obligation to keep it stock? For some reason, I do. I'm sorry, I, I completely spaced there and tried to think of this guy's name. Who's the guy who helped us out on the Pacific Fister? Oh, uh, Eric Pedersen. Eric. Patterson. Oh gosh. I'm sorry, so sorry, I was Eric. I was like zoning out when you were because I was trying to get that person's question. Yeah. And so I didn't realize it because I would have remembered. I don't know. Um yeah, this guy just wants to know, uh, because he got an 01 SC Buick Regal GS with low miles uh, as a typically modded car. Should I feel an obligation to keep it stock? For some reason I do. Well, if you do, then you do. Yeah, there you go. I mean, your car, your canvas, do what you want. If you want to keep it stock, and keep it stock. If you want to mod it, mod it. You own that piece of property, and you are free to do whatever with it as you f- as you choose. Yeah, um, your car, man. Mister Minimalist asks, "Do you ever fear crashing the Falcon?" No, mm. I, I think about it, but no, I, I don't fear it. Uh, um, it, it's one. I think the thought of crashing the Falcon is the same asinine logic that boomers use when they ride their harley davidsons with no helmet well i'm gonna die anyway i guess i'll die faster it's like you're dead anyway if you crash but the thing is you're not yeah yeah like people survive motorcycle accidents all the time even without helmets and then you're invalid yeah or the thing about a full face motorcycle helmet is it keeps all your teeth in your head because it protects your jaw you don't have that. You go down. Imagine losing all your teeth. Yeah. Um, um, this. So the idea of me um, worrying about crashing driving the Falcon, a car with no seatbelts and no crash protection, is like, and I do kind of drive that car fast, but right. I don't take corners fast. I'm always aware of everybody else. So maybe from you know over 12 years of riding motorcycles and being assuming everybody around me is an idiot and I have to stay out of their danger zone (laughs) that it it means I drive the Falcon responsibly. And I also don't drive it very far and I don't drive it when I'm fatigued or upset. Good plan. Uh, Jonathan Bacone. uh, I mean, I guess since we've reviewed a sheep and other, Oh, Kazuko 98 says the gas lines and second gen foresters can have issues when cracking the rubber lines in the engine bay my 03 uh x had five bad ones i had to replace had every issue goldie had so when you say gas lines are you talking about petrol or fuel or are you talking about evap lines coming from the charcoal canister in the back and when you say lines are you referring to rubber lines which i am assuming that he always says or there is hard lines that run there too mm. oh he said rubber lines he means rubber lines yeah um, this one, uh, since we've done a sheep, uh, this Jonathan Cohn is wondering if we would ever consider doing a gun review, especially with your subtle hints at knowledge of firearms. Hold that question. Someone else is saying something. I had an EVAP code for my 04 Forester. I fix it by resetting the vapor canister by reseating 
reseating the vapor canister by the passenger rear wheel right behind the charcoal canister. I know what you're talking about. No more clearing codes for me now. What do you mean reseating? Did you just take it off and put it back on? Because I can't get it off. It's rusted in place. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. Question about uh, uh, guns. Yeah, if we would ever I, I consider doing guns, uh, a gun review. Guns have gotten so divisive right now. I don't think, I don't think it would be received well. Yeah. Um, even though we you do... gotta roll with the changes, REO Speedwagon. Oh, nice. Uh, which uh, speaking of REO Speedwagon, it reminds me. I I don't know if the person is here in this chat, but during the um the After Dark podcast, someone recommended I watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Hulu, and it's been an amazing journey so far. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've just been loving the shit out of it, and it's a great show to watch like two or three episodes before bed, and then kind of I, I don't know. It's it's Hold that. Uh, keep talking about that. I need oh, water. It uh hits on something that I've been thinking for years, which is that uh the Bangles walk like an Egyptian is a vaguely sinister song. Like it sounds vaguely sinister, but it's also like there's a lot of great music in it. Not just references to certain bands, but you know, there's uh I don't know. Roundabout by Yes is a great song, which I mean, honestly, I didn't know about. So you know, uh, and yeah, it's a super weird show. So uh, I mean, I don't think it's the weirdest anime I've seen, but it is pretty freaking weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on. Ramen T Hakurai. Oh, uh, five dollars. Thank, Thank you, sir. Uh, what do you think of people installing rear rod extenders on sports bikes that serve no purpose other than just for show? Sure looks nice, but what's a rear rod extender? Are you talking about extended swing arms? Mm. A rear rod extender. Are they putting wheelie bars on there? What is a rod extender? Hmm. A rear rod extender. I'm thinking of a tube or a stick. I mean, if he's talking about rear swing arms, the reason you have an extended swing arm is because you drag race the bike. Um, but if you're not drag racing, there's no point to have that there. And if that's the case, it's the motorcycle equivalent of a muscle guy who jacks the rear end of the car up, which I think it looks kind of cool. It's a little bit Mad Max. And even in Mad Max, most of the motorcycles there had extended swing arms as well. It will make the bike a little bit more stable on the highway because you are extending the wheelbase. But again, that's for drag racing applications. Um, Anton Johansson says, correct me if I'm wrong in this, but I've heard that the U.S. doesn't have annual vehicle inspections. Always thought it was weird considering you're the car capital of the world. Well, if you're talking about federal, you're all right. There is no federal yearly car inspections. It only uh, car safety standards are ha handled state by state. Some mm. states do have inspections. Some don't. Florida does not. Um, Flor Floritology, thank you for $5. Thank you. Asks, do you think car companies will start figuring out how to design cars with beauty in mind again? Yes. You reviewed my RS a couple of years ago. Still love it. Oh, so the white one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. They just have to figure out how to design within the parameters. And I think the Kia... Stinger is a good example of that, mm. making a pretty car that is safe. They just they just need to work their way out. We won't be able to do what we did in the 80s and certainly not the 60s. But the neat thing is, is those cars still exist. Mm. Cars will evolve and we'll, we will find new beauty standards. 
See also sexy robots. <laughs> uh, Paul Burlett says, I'm going to Kutztown for co- college next, next year. year. Any uh, For English ed, any advice? Yeah, fuck the major. <laughs> Just audit classes, man. An English major isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Mm. What 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 matters is your degree. I'm sorry. What matters is the uh, experience you get within the classes. See, the thing about Kutztown is you're going to be an English major, and they're going to make you take a foreign language, and you're going to have to take gym class, and you're going to have to take all those dumbass gen eds. Like if yeah. I could go back in time, I'd just say, look, I would take classes relevant to what I wanted to do. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm not. And but you see, it's up to your parents if your parents are footing the bill. Or if they're payable, then you pay off your student loans. You're at a whim to them. Yeah. But, but you know, as no one cares about your your uh, your GPA either. Not really, no. No, no employer does. You like, want to become a good writer, man. Just start writing. Go down in the student union building and write for the school newspaper. Hang, be a part of Kutztown University Radio. Go talk to Mike Regensberger down there. I mean, if it wasn't for Mike Regensberger and KUR, Kutztown University Radio, RCR wouldn't exist. Yeah. Like, that's where we learned our, our diction and even writing and, and riffing, which is kind of writing, but yeah. um, you would learn programming, so much better stuff. Honestly, dude, you want to be a good writer? Be an electronic media major and just take a whole bunch of writing classes. I don't think electronic media majors have to take foreign language and their gen end requirements are less. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are like multiple facets to being a good writer. It's reading good writing, um, writing even when you don't necessarily want to. Um, yeah. is a big thing uh, because you really can't wait for it to strike like things would never get done if people you know were sitting around waiting for inspiration to strike you got to teach it treat it like a muscle that you can improve you know it's almost like people watching is the writerly equivalent of going to the gym yeah you know it's just uh watch people look at how they move what their conversations are eavesdrop you know it's just it's it's, amazing yeah it's crazy and you get to kind of learn about people in a very vague sense um yeah but those are the facets to being a good writer, I guess, for, in my experience. But it's just yeah. reading good writing and always writing, even when you don't really feel like writing. Um, yeah. And oh, get something down. Doesn't matter what it is. Eventually, you will find your voice and you'll you'll hone it with experience. Right. But um, Steph R, thank you for five dollars. Thank you. Asks, do you think the Kia brand will lose the stigma of eco box mediocrity soon, or do you think they will just have a couple cool cars? I think they'll lose their status as long as they keep making good stuff. People are are not going to look at a Kia as a compromised vehicle anymore. Oh, he has a Kia. Beginning and end of the conversation. Yeah, very nice. Doing the right thing. Thank you. Um, J Cole six thirteen. Thank you for five dollars. Thank you. Uh, got super chat to work. Thanks for answering. Waiting for the call for you to come review it. Keep up the great work. Review Uh, what? Um, he mentioned the the uh, I forget what it was offhand. Um, the oh the uh Buick Regal that he was talking about. Um, if it fits our schedule and. Gosh, yeah. come review my car. There was a non-Super Chat question earlier that was like, how often do you guys review cars in your own area? And I'm like, all the time. time. Because that's like the that's the number one way to <laughs> get your car reviewed is to eliminate the amount of travel time for us. Yeah. Or at the very least, kind of like meet us halfway somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, if you can't come to but us. But half, halfway to Long Island is like... 
deep Jersey. Yeah. Thanks for the guy who's driving from Long Island out here with a Tesla Model Three. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good day as long mm. as it doesn't rain. Anthony McCann, thank you for ten dollars. Uh, please review more lawnmowers. Was there one stuff before that? I'm sure. Oh wait, there was. Yeah, there was one and, before. Uh, that. Screenshot this one. Yeah. Uh, uh. So my friend got an eighty. Oh, this is from Brendan J. Uh, five dollars. So my friend got an eighty four F two fifty with a six point nine diesel with a three speed auto with no OD. He wants to get seven point three TDI with a five speed manual, but I say pres- preserve the six point nine. To what end? preserve it's a it's a truck what vehicle is it again um uh it's the 84 f-250 yeah that that, that's an old truck preserve it look if he doesn't need it and and what does he want to do um let's see uh he wants to get the 7.3 tdi with a five-speed manual but i say preserve the 6.9 7.3 tdi with a five-speed manual yeah, that's that's cool. Because <laughs> he has a three-speed auto now. Yeah, yeah, that's just gonna eat gas. Yeah, uh, he'd get better mileage just with that overdrive. Um, so yeah, An- most people most people ditch those three speeds anyway. Um, Anthony McCann, thank you for ten bucks. Please review more lawnmowers. He uh, says. Uh, if I go back up to Justin Kramer, he has he has <laughs> more stuff. He has nice vintage stuff. Sorry for hitting the mic. No, uh, uh, Fat Mac, $5. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hey, guys, love your content. First episode I saw was the New Yorker. Had a 92 mm-hmm. in baby blue as a first car for $200. Nice. Best faux luxury 90s car ever. Yes, they are. Yeah. It's a Cheaper the better. Um, Larch the Casual Mech thank Warrior, so $5. Um, thank you so much. And uh, just reseated the electronic connection. Mine is also very much stuck and is hard to remove the whole device. My 04 Forster XT runs well again in PGH. Pittsburgh, I think that's what Oh, oh, all right. All right, maybe. Uh, Just reseated the electronic connection. Okay, how do I get that connection in and out? Maybe, okay, if I can do that, I have wire cleaner. I can just pop that thing off and turn it back on again. I put my Forester XT into diagnostic mode and blew through that uh the pur- you're talking about the purge valve right in the way back um and it worked it it, it wasn't leaking through it so yeah. i'm thinking the problem's up in the front but you know if it's as simple as popping that connector out and popping it back in i hate those stupid connectors that i can't i don't know if i'm supposed to push up or pull out before i can pull the connector apart mm. um i always end up breaking them uh Claudio Bizama asks next regular animal review soon or and uh, the reason Probably I wanted never. to answer was that like I was in Richmond Virginia about three weeks ago and I was planning to review a horse uh-huh. but it uh, it got like sweltering hot and these are horses on the older end of things uh-huh. so it was a pretty bad idea so when i go back there in the fall because i normally visit my friend cat every six months mm-hmm. and hang out with her and her horses mm-hmm. and uh her bike loving boyfriend joel who's awesome okay. um and her friend mike uh anyway sorry i'm just shouting out people now uh i was uh i'll probably get like the footage then um okay. but i just really wanted to do a horse at some point yeah um but yeah uh will robertson five dollars uh thank you you gotta come to vancouver dude prettiest city Mm -hmm. in north america in my opinion lots of unique jdm imports as well 
that if if I could arrange, yeah, I I'd like to. I don't know when. It'd be fun. Uh, somebody sent me an email that there is an express pass for the American Canadian border. Hmm. It's probably the same thing as um, uh, TSA pre for airlines. We probably have to go somewhere. They ask us, are you a terrorist? No, <laughs> here, pay $60, <laughs> and then they'll treat you nice at the border. Yeah. One of those things. So we're going to do that. That'll help. Also, um, after Ford Nationals, I learned that we can't take the Falcon to uh, Canada because I spent $30 in fuel going there and back to uh, Carlisle. Damn. That thing just chews through gas. Yeah, it really does. Well, I mean, a lot we of went Ford. Through a full, oh, it was 10 gallons. Just to, just to drive out to Carlisle and back. So, yeah, it would definitely be the Forester or whatever daily I'm driving for, for the Canada trip. Yeah. Um, make filming easier, honestly. But So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, other things that happened over the week. That... Did, we, did we get all the Super Chat questions? Yep. Okay. All those Super Snap ch- questions get got. All right. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm just going up. Up, up, up. Yeah, that was all of them. Cool. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, uh, wait a minute. Nine Cards of Beauty of Mine. Yeah, got that one. Uh, it's funny. I was uh, watching UFC over the weekend. Mm-hmm. and um, Well, just highlights after the fact. And uh, there was a Yoel Romero-Robert Whitaker fight that was literally just two men throwing bombs and trying to kill each other and it was amazing and Whitaker broke his hand during the fight in the oh. third round oh. and it still went the distance like that man is I mean if he were in Stipe's weight class well mm-hmm. th- but nah cause then like if you're if you're getting up in weight class to kind of meet you're now you have more muscle and you have less like it's gonna fuck with your cardio okay. seriously mm. um and uh like I also watched uh one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, CM Punk, get completely obliterated by a complete tomato can because Punk himself is kind of a tomato can. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really... Like, he spent four years training under Duke Rufus, and he looked like a white belt out there getting really? his, like, shit pushed in. It oh, was, man. like, the saddest thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, There's some wrestler that shows up at my gym from time to time at the racquetball club. And I didn't know him other than he was the huge dude Hmm. or rather the new huge dude. And Dante said, oh, yeah, that's a guy who used to wrestle for a little bit. And I forget who it is. So right now I am checking Facebook Messenger to find out who this guy is or was. And... If you know anything about him or what his stage name is, okay. Something, something. Uh, I can't pronounce this last name. Oh, that's Gene Snitsky. Yeah. Oh, the one who accidentally caused Kane's baby to get aborted. Oh, um, okay. Because he hit Kane in the back with a steel chair. He fell on the girl that he basically blackmailed into sleeping with him and got her pregnant. And this is during like a super messed up period in WWE. Is that 
early 2000s yeah it was like 2004 mm. and so um oh let me see that why do you want a dr650 over honda xr650l because i was loyal to brands Brand. i kind of wanted I, I wanted an xr650l for a while and then i'm like eh, i'll try the suzuki dr650 and it was a toss-up between the two and i found a dr650 over the honda big red pig xr650l because they said the DR650 is a little bit better for uh, daily driving on the street, and that's what I use it for. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Snitsky. Snitsky. Okay, so he is from this place, and I. the only reason I know where it is is because in the video games, he's listed as being from Nusquahoning, PA. Nusquahoning. I never heard of it other than this. Uh, Titan Raven's car. Thank you for two dollars and no man. question. Thank yeah, um, Snitsky. He uh, okay. So Kane uh, blackmails this girl to sleep with him so that she'll he'll stop beating up her boyfriend Matt Hardy. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, they sleep together, and she gets pregnant with his child. And she, I don't, I don't, I guess she doesn't believe in abortion anyway. So uh, anyway, during a match, Gene Snitsky hits Kane in the back with a steel chair. Kane falls on top of Lita, the girl, and it causes her to miscarry the kid, which I mean, I don't think like anyone really watches wrestling to who like don't put in weird things. And this is kind of like a Jim Cornette line of like, why would you put miscarriage storylines into a wrestling thing? It's escapist entertainment. People don't want to be reminded of that stuff. But anyway, his whole he started going around telling people that it wasn't his fault. So his catchphrase becomes, it's not my fault. And so (laughs) it's just this funny thing where, um, he ended up coming face to face with this guy named Heidenreich. And, uh, Heidenreich was, he said like, I like, you know, whatever something. And Snitsky was like, I like, kicking babies because he no 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 because his joke thing was like he was bragging to kane about how like i guess he caused her to miscarry again super messed up period in pro wrestling but uh i think he like takes this doll baby and like drop kicks it into the audience and it's just he was is this the attitude era no this is like the ruthless aggression era which came right after the attitude era where everything sucked Uh um and triple h's reign of terror was never ending um let's see Crichton miller thank you for five dollars um i'd love an irregular sport sport review review. what fringe sport would either of you choose arena football (laughs) is that still a thing right because I was having this conversation with Tom at the Applebee's. Oh, I don't have an Applebee's. Okay, the, the exclamation guy shirt. Um, uh, we having this talk about. Do you know anybody who? Anybody who cares about arena football was this random question I asked Tom. And John said, Bon Jovi. That's the only person I know. Who? Do, what? What team? He owns. He, own? he owns like our Philadelphia team. Okay, I think. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, arena football. It's like the rules are different, and it's on astroturf, and it's all indoors, and there's no real out of bounds, so you can't really run. You can't like do that super hard run out of bounds and then crash into your teammate sort of thing. Yeah. And then a round of butt pats, <laughs> a round of butt pats for all. Yeah. <laughs> First down. So yeah, it, it like all right, arena football. It's like football for you know guys who claiming their their heads are okay and or well you played in college <laughs> arena football well you played in college yeah <laughs> so i gotta pull up this photo 
of this guy who walked into the Applebee's before we watched Solo. For those listening in audio, I will describe it and then show the picture to uh, Nick. And then I'll hold it up to the camera. I'll probably just post these pictures at the Twitter after this. Arena football for when you're afraid of snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, live streams are like a tele- telethon mixed with the world's worst Q&A session. Oh, sorry, JB Bosnian. Sorry you feel that way. I mean, well, what? Sh- should I not answer questions or? Yeah. I, I mean, really we, we thank people for for donating. I'm, I'm sorry if it makes you feel like we shouldn't be doing this. I mean, we we, we can turn it off and do like a, a real podcast if you want i mean it would be neat if we find a different way to just save all the super chats like we could just have a normal podcast in the beginning and yeah. and then we, we'd save them all and then just get into them after like 20 minutes or something like that mm-hmm. um is your laptop sitting on a soft surface it may be thermal throttling and causing lag yeah how hot is this laptop it's it's no it's not it, it's sitting on a it's sitting on a plastic uh organizer box and in fact it's teeter-tottering a little bit so there's definitely air air getting under this so okay at the uh applebee's in walks a man wearing a black dinner jacket black dinner jacket Onto the shoulders and sleeves are sequined and, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, there is a fully sequined and bejeweled silver exclamation point on both shoulders, like patches for a weird, uh, a weird, uh, army. And then an even larger exclamation point appearing down the entire back of the dinner jacket nick is looking oh my at this. god this is like something a pro wrestling manager from the 1980s like <laughs> like something jimmy hart would wear like the mouth of the south <laughs> it is a it is a black dinner jacket a black suit jacket with gigantic it single exclamation point one on each shoulder of the jacket and then a big one down the back like the entire spine it's an exclamation point now what does this guy do at the applebee's uh in what technically it's not reading in king of prussia or not king of prussia mall um fairground square no, 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 it's reading that's reading well i mean like it's muhlenberg but okay. it's like still technically like in the same way that like exeter is still technically reading right you know okay um, so what does a guy <clears throat> wearing a sequel exclamation a jacket do at a at an Applebee's next to a dying mall. Well, he goes up to tables where people are having dinner and starts doing magic for them. Oh, for crying out loud. Which meant he was hired to do this. Or he's going in here and hustling and hoping to get tips. He didn't. Tom and I were sitting at the bar, and this picture I'm showing is uh, Dad Bod Dad. Uh, two wiggling preteens and one older teenager who could be late high school or early college. Yeah. And they're just going out having dinner. So 
he he pulls out some oversized playing cards and does some sort of card trick and then he makes um balloon animal swords and hands it to the kids and then the picture i showed you where you could see his jacket was afterwards he talked to the hostess for a good like 10 minutes don't know if he was saying do i get payment here or what oh i thought he was trying to like put it down well well maybe yeah so jb uh boast who was mentioning about it uh he just wanted to follow up saying that oh he was just bitching ignore me it's still entertaining oh okay all right cool yeah cheers camera bird thanks for four dollars if a 1987 town car would be a smell what would it be It'd be uh, Uncle Never Showers <laughs> smell, <laughs> and he always wants a g- bring it here. Yeah, is that how he it's, it's for bring it in? Oh. It just and it goes on just a smidge too long. Right. Um. Well, we're coming up on an hour forty five minutes. Normally, with the super chat, you know, I'm inclined to keep it going. Um. But it's such a gorgeous day. It is. I got to get out there and ride. Yeah. I got the itch, man. All right, hey, so, uh, uh, yeah, I guess... Maybe he's a quest giver. Yeah, I love that, yeah. <laughs> that, that comment. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, like I wanted to say sassy stuff to that guy, but, you know, he's got to take it. Do it. Yeah, I don't he's know, really good. Is this your hustle? Like, how does this work for you, man? Like, that takes a lot of balls to be able to just go up to people cold and yeah. start performing. And that's why, like... I, I have a lot of respect for people who busk, who are just like on the street playing um, music or even any kind of performance. It could be poetry. I went to an open mic last night. Uh, one of my friends, Chris, he does fantastic uh, spoken word mm-hmm. uh, poems. And well, I mean, poems are spoken word. But anyway, long story short, it's like the amount of stones that it takes to be able to do something like that. Yeah. But like don't make it don't i almost want to say like don't make it easy by wearing that jacket (laughs) like don't invite it of just you know go there do your thing but don't be like uh, what what matthew lesko with dressed like the riddler he can do that but but that was in the day where you could just buy infomercial time on television yeah 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 but um do you want to make money oh you dickhead he is too white like he's the white version of everest college commercials where Uh, he's he's there to like make you feel bad about the choices you have or haven't made in your life and wants you to get up off the couch and he's kind of passive aggressively making fun of you for it yeah um so bbi production says scratch that x go go for a rip yeah right. i'm gonna all, all right. right let's wrap wrap this up um thank you so much for joining us for rcr podcast 34 i want to say yeah we're getting um, up there thank you to everybody who donates through uh patreon you're helping us uh act like a channel much bigger than we are and also uh fueling our um travel <clears throat> budget <laughs> uh for the following seasons including going to chicago uh next month so um how all the gear all the time are you regular i got my full face helmet i have got my gloves I have an armored jacket i'm not always all the gear all the time with my pants i have some over pants I-, I need like vented ones or something like that i tend to ride in synthetic pants which i know is a no-no but i at least have shoes that cover my ankle so I'm all the gear all the time, almost except for my legs. You know, you kind of need those things. Um, 
but I'll 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 accept I'll accept the scars if they happen. Hmm. Um, All right. Well, yeah. Uh, he's going to go riding. I'm going to upload this right up to the shout engine so that people can sort of uh, download it, take it on the road to the gym with them. Uh, anywhere. James Steele. Oh. James Steele. Uh, we got a late, uh, late coming. One. Uh, thanks for 20 bucks, man. Thank you so much. There's a Bojangles in Reading, PA. Yeah, it was probably next to that. Yeah, so it was across the street from the Applebee's. Uh, yeah. grab, a bre- grab a breakfast biscuits on me. Thanks for the content. It's good entertainment. You, you believe can, I've never been to a Bojangles? You can get like five breakfast biscuits for twenty dollars at Bojangles. Uh, it's $20 good. Twenty dollars will buy many pieces. It's good, but you own. <laughs> Explain how money can be exchanged for goods and services. Now, uh, Bojangles is awesome, but you will absolutely hate yourself afterwards. Really, and your toilet will hate you too, mm. uh, just because you're just. It's like that South Park where. Uh, Cartman eats all the skin off of the KFC chicken and goes home and destroys the toilet and they have to order a new toilet <laughs> and everyone's ignoring him and he thinks he's died and because he sees them carrying out the the toilet mm. and uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And thank you everyone for the super chat and even the people who didn't donate, we just are glad you're with us. So have thank a good you one. so much. Great week. Bye. How do I turn this off?